1: Prepare yourself to ingest
0: current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin
2: flair.
3: I, just, I don't have to show
2: you how to
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: All right, welcome back, everybody. Hour two of the Chris Salcedo Show is underway here on the Blaze Radio Network, 888 933 888 3393 I think it's safe to say that Newt Gingrich was on fire this weekend, and he's and he's the only one. And that that is disturbing to me. He's the only one out there saying, wait, wait, wait a minute, why should Republicans roll over for this? You got Marco Rubio out there saying, hey, you're just, just shut up, sit down, and and, and take it, Donald Trump, whatever they're dishing out, all the bias, all the unfairness, just take it. And Gingrich is saying, wait a minute, no. Gingrich right there asking why Republicans should be comfortable with conflicts of interests. And, sh- and they shouldn't be. But he's the only one piping up. Now, a- he likes to turn the the tables every once in a while and Newt Gingrich isn't afraid, like some Republicans are, of asking the press, you know. Uh, wh- what do you think's going on here? What do you why do you think we should all be OK? And, and the press, like Martha Raddatz over at ABC News, continues to r- pivot and roll. And hey, let's talk about Rod Rosenstein. And don't get me started on Rosenstein. I, I'll probably ask our guest here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, who is uh, an expert on these kinds of things, I'll ask our guest if if he thinks Rosenstein is friend or foe or a, a plant or what, because I got to tell you, many people are starting to, to ask openly wh- why was one of the first acts that Rosenstein did was to come in Recommend Comey's firing and then appoint a special counsel to investigate Comey's firing as obstruction. It, or or it, it just boggles the mind. So anyway, uh, we'll ask that of John Legato. And again, w- w- was this was was Rosenstein? W- was he telling Mueller that or Mueller or whatever they prono- how the hell he pronounce his name? <laughs> Was he asking Mueller to investigate possible collusion between Americans and Russia? The, the, the depth of Russia's interference in our elections? What? And then why all of a sudden are we getting reports that Mueller has now moved on to investigating Trump for obstruction? Just, just what is Mueller doing? What are his confines? What What is he limited by? And Rosenstein hasn't been saying much about this. So we will ask John Legato, former deep cover FBI special agent and U.S. Army. I'm sorry, U.S. Uh, Marines retired. Oh, don't let him hear me say that. Uh, don't want to get in trouble. All right. ABC asking Gingrich if Trump has lost confidence in Rosenstein.
3: And then Gingrich launches on Mueller. Has he lost confidence in him? I think he's furious. I think, I think Trump sits there and says, let me get this straight. I know I didn't do anything with the Russians. Comey has said three times I didn't do anything with the Russians. Nobody in Capitol Hill has any proof I did anything with the Russians. And now I get an independent counsel who's going to mess up at least the next year at a minimum. And who, by the way, you'll notice is expanding his charge. I mean, now they're talking about not the Russians. They're talking about obstruction. Now they're talking about going and looking at financial files, if you believe the leak. And I said yesterday, you get two more leaks like this, Rosenstein's going to have to appoint a special counsel to investigate the special counsel. (laughs) That's a great line. And it's true. Because a
4: legitimate investigation isn't supposed to be leaking like this. But you get the sense that this little universe that surrounds James Comey and some of those in intelligence and counterintelligence, this little universe is the one that is populated with all the leaks because all of a sudden, you know, James Comey, he leaks to the New York Times in an effort to get a special counsel. Then all of a sudden, here's a special counsel. Then that special counsel starts his quote-unquote work, and all of a sudden there are leaks coming out of that. Damaging leaks only to Donald Trump. And we don't know whether they're true or not because nobody would go on the record. So, and and, and truth in veracity isn't the point. Damaging Trump is. And that is becoming glowingly apparent to anybody that's watching this. Last thing. ABC's Martha Raddatz, the crier, the emotionally, um, shall we say, over-emotionally charged female anchor over at ABC. Remember, she was the one who cried when Hillary Clinton lost the election. Martha Raddatz uh, is flummoxed when Donald Trump actually asks her, what is what is the president of the United States accused of? And she, she never really
5: answers. So what do you think should happen here? If you've got allegations, if you've got people saying what allegations, like this, if you've got allegations of collusion, you say there's no evidence, but we don't know that. Show the evidence. So should they just the stop evidence. it down?
3: No, show the evidence. If they have any evidence that Donald Trump personally is involved, show it. Yeah, show it. Let's see it. Come on. The FBI
4: has been investigating for nearly a year. And we said this in the first hour. And we've said it repeatedly that every single Democrat, every single person, quote unquote, associated with any sort of credible knowledge to what's been going on, whether it be in the Senate or the House. Now, of course, they're not privy to the FBI's investigation, but nobody, nobody can sit there and say, here's the smoking gun. Oh, there's a lot of smoke there. And I would, I would, Lay you dollars to donuts. That the smoke. Is mostly generated. By partisans. Not by. What actually. President Trump did or didn't do. But these partisans. Their whole agenda is to create the smoke. You know what. And, and And this is what I fear. Will happen. They will be successful. In stopping the Trump agenda, which, as I said, the tweeting aside, I support the border wall, tough on immigration, tax reform, ridding us of Obamacare. I don't think we ought to have a replacement. That's where the president and I disagree, but uh, or at least have a replacement that sunsets after we reinstitute the marketplace. In uh, insurance. But. I'm on board with the agenda, but if this if this agenda gets derailed by these individuals who are throwing up all of this smoke and then after the agenda is sufficiently derailed, then the establishment Republicans and all the Democrats get to cheer and get to go rah, 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 we stopped Trump. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we couldn't find anything. Oh, yeah, by the way... No collusion, no obstruction. It's just like what Harry Reid did when he alleged that Mitt Romney didn't pay any taxes for 10 years. He got up on the Senate floor knowing he couldn't be prosecuted for liable because he was on the Senate floor. And he dropped the bomb. I heard from a little birdie said, Harry Reid, that Mitt Romney hadn't paid taxes in 10 years. Well, let him prove it. And then um, after the election had been won by President Obama, Harry Reid was uh, interviewed by CNN, and he said, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I lied. He didn't win. And and then, was it Dana Dana Bash, who said, well, doesn't doesn't that kind of bother you? He didn't win, did he? Said Harry Reid. This is what I believe the agenda is for the establishment Republicans and the vast majority of Democrats is to undermine this guy, and at the end say, "Oops, sorry, our bad." But then, this president's a one-term president; everything stays status quo, meaning. Uh, a managed decline of the United States rather than an ascendant United States, which is what the majority of us want. But apparently there have been some deals made up on Capitol Hill that that say otherwise. And they get to be rich and fat and happy. And you and I get to wallow. And th- this is, this is the big fear, that they're going to be successful in this. And that kind of leads me, after, after we let this finish out, this kind of leads me into where we're going next, as to where are the Republicans? But, but the we're not talking just not about Donald Trump.
5: What? We're, we're not just talking about but Donald Trump. Trump did
3: nothing to slow down the investigation below Comey. No one has suggested he, t- he did anything to the, the regular FBI could go investigate to the hearts content. Trump said he wanted it done. Okay. He was angry at Comey. He wasn't angry at the investigation.
4: Uh, up next... When you have individuals who are part of the liberal biased media establishment raising their hands and saying, well, where's the smoking gun? Where's the evidence? You, you get a sense that maybe this this whole narrative is collapsing sooner than the establishment Republicans and the Democrats would like. I'll give it that soundbite. And we'll talk about the Republicans coming up. Chris Salcedo show right here on The Blaze.
0: It's not just a show. It's a movement. Join the Swarm. Twitter hashtag SalcedoSwarm. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: Now, The Hill is reporting that Sean Spicer may be interviewing some folks to take over his duties as press secretary. That, uh, that's interesting. Uh, White House might shift Spicer, writes Axios. So CNN was complaining and moaning uh, that they didn't get access. <laughs> and uh, it looks like maybe they're they're mulling uh, Shifting Spicer. That's pretty interesting. All right. I mentioned a member of the left-wing media establishment. His name is David Brooks. He's what passes for a Republican in the pages of the New York Times. And this guy, who was a big Obama lover, he just... Remember, this is the same guy who admired the crease in Obama's slacks. This is this guy. Anyway, he jumps on Meet the Press this weekend and says this about the way things have been progressing in this so-called investigation.
2: You know, I'm, I'm actually getting uh, more uncomfortable with this whole deal, uh, thinking that maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. And I'm bothered by the lack of emerging evidence about underlying the underlying crime.
4: A crime. And and David Brooks. Notice he just says the underlying crime. Which is what colluding with Russia. There is no. There is no evidence. And now after a year. Now he's going to say a couple of months. But after a year of investigating. From the FBI. There is still. Nothing. Nothing. That would indicate any type of collusion. So now some of these left wingers are are starting to get a little upset about or concerned about what i was just talking to you about about th- th- this this may all come to to a, an end and the trump administration agenda might be thwarted but then there won't be any prosecution there won't be there won't be any there there and then that's when the democrats will pay that's when the left wing extremists will pay because there was nothing and, and of course, the, the, the basket of biased press, they won't pay there. They'll just say, oh, oh, well, nothing here. Glad we had that three-year investigation. Uh, on to other things. Let's, let's, let's start talking about the election and getting rid of Trump. That's, what, that's how they want to play it.
2: That there was actually collusion or coordination between the Trump White House. And so what's happened is we've surrounded the president with this legal minefield and Donald Trump being Donald Trump steps all over the legal minefield and blows him up six ways from Sunday. But it's become an investigation about itself. And, you know, I've lived through white Water, I've lived through a lot of these. And there's a lot of shady behavior that don't rise to the Watergate level. And I'm just afraid we're being swallowed up by the politics of scandal when there's less and less evidence that they actually colluded. And Maybe that'll come out, but so far it hasn't and it bothers me.
4: Yeah, well, it should bother you. It should bother every American. This is a railroad job, plain and simple. Uh... Kangaroo court. This is... This is... Politics. And what did he call it? The politics of investigation or something along those lines? Let me re-cue that. Hold on a second. It was was toward the end here.
2: ...behavior that don't rise to the Watergate level. And I'm just afraid we're being swallowed up by the politics of scandal.
4: Politics of scandal. There's no scandal there, but it's just... Just saying there's a scandal, that's enough.
2: When there's less and less evidence that they actually colluded.
4: Yeah, there is... There is no evidence, and that's and that's why you hear reports from the Washington Post that there is no evidence of collusion, so now we're going to obstruction, which, by the way, there's no evidence of obstruction either. Anybody with half a brain cell looks at what Trump was reported to have said, even if what he was reported to have said to James Comey, even that doesn't rise to the level of obstruction, and Trump is saying he didn't say it. Now, I've been trying to get to this soundbite for the better part of a couple of weeks. And because of breaking news and because of my vacation, I couldn't get to it. This is the Fox News panel talking about the lack of legislative accomplishment among Republicans.
3: Will the filibuster be changed?
5: I don't think so. And I, I just I, I, that's not what this is not an, a disagreement between the president and the Senate majority leader about the filibuster. This is a, a, him not understanding what reconciliation is. It is a procedure, a very narrow procedure to allow a partisan vote to protect them from the Democrats filibustering it. This is a Republican Party family fight. The Democrats are not stopping health care reform. They are not stopping tax but they're reform. They're not helping either These, one either. You know what? They're not standing in the way. Republicans are standing in the way. You can talk to all the members that are looking at trying to get the debt ceiling increased by the end of July and a vote to break all the sequester caps from 2011 in what's called the Budget Control Act, they have to do a deal with Democrats on that.
3: I understand, but let me just push back one second. If on health care you lose people because they don't buy this two-phase system where you're going to pass this under reconciliation and then suddenly going to have another bill where you're going to have tort reform and crossing state lines, and you put it together and you save a couple of votes that way, isn't that then possible? Uh,
5: Then he's having a fight with the Senate Majority Leader over burning up the filibuster and and using it for, and and using the nuclear option on legislation, which is a a fight I don't think he wants. I think the best route is for him to get involved and for them to try to pass these things through reconciliation. Well, that seems to be where
4: the Senate is going as far as Obamacare is concerned the repeal of Obamacare but that there seems to be only two things that Mitch McConnell is working on, that his Senate is working on The possible we haven't seen it yet and the Democrats are really ticked off they haven't seen it uh, which is this Obamacare repeal and replace and possibly taxes but that's it Duncan Hunter went on Fox News over the weekend and said, the People's House, the House of Representatives, we're working. It's the Senate. It's Mitch McConnell and the anti-Trump establishment over in the Senate who weren't working.
1: I'm really uh, disappointed in the Senate, in the Senate, in the Senate. I mean, that's the House of Representatives. Of, we've we've passed numerous bills, um, lots lots of uh, of great deregulation. Tax reform is going to—it's already started in the House. It's the Senate. It, it's that simple. They are slow, and they need to, you know, get off of their tails and, and pass something. I mean, it, you, We have to pass health care reform prior to doing tax reform, and they're doing nothing.
4: They're doing nothing, and I don't know that it's slow uh, because of the, the nature of the Senate. I think it's slow because a, de- a deal has been made. Between Harry Reid and Chuck Schumer and uh, John McCain and his buddies the Democrats and Lindsey Graham and his buddies the Democrats and Bob Corker and his buddies the Democrats the establishment has jumped in bed with the other party to do one thing to stymie the Trump agenda and it's all coming to a grinding halt in the Senate And many people are starting to rightly ask, in my opinion, what good is it having Republicans in charge in the Senate after all? Now, they might say the Supreme Court, but uh, that's uh, that's done. We need some more stuff.
0: The Blaze Radio Network. Show.
1: Listen, dial, speak.
4: 888 All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's get into our guest, uh, into much discussion with our guest, John Legato, United States Marine Corps, retired, former deep cover FBI special agent and author of the new book, The Near Enemy, a John Book thriller, a booker thriller, I should say. Legato has been An adjunct college professor teaching counterterrorism and international security at Campbell University at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Mr. Legato, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show.
6: Thanks for having me, Chris.
4: Uh, Let's let's dig down deep before we get. I want to get into a little bit about your book too. But uh, the current events seem to be centered around these so-called investigations started in the FBI nearly a year ago. Now the Senate and the House are doing their investigations, and now we have Special Counselor Bob Mueller. Uh, should there be in the first place, a special counsel here? Number one. And number two, if there should be, then should it be Bob Mueller?
6: Well, the first question that the appointment uh, under the special counsel statute of Mueller is illegitimate because it, it's supposed to be only triggered by an underlying criminal probe. We have just rumors right now. So the, the actual formation of a special counsel is illegitimate and and uh, Bob Meller should not be um, investigating. He should recuse himself because the special counsel statute talks about conflict of interest and it's almost written <laughs> verbatim for this situation because uh, Comey and Mueller have a long standing relationship.
4: Right. And it looks like Comey has a, a history of this. I mean, Going back to Patrick Fitzger- Fitzgerald, uh, I guess they have godchildren between them. And you know what? What you're making allusion to here, John, is is something that uh, Greg Jarrett of Fox News was talking about. Here's what uh, we played from him last week. Listen I mean, first
0: of all, the special counsel law specifically says that you may not serve as special counsel if you have a close personal relationship with a key pivotal witness. Comey is obviously that witness. They're close friends, close allies, close partners. They were joined at the hip at the FBI and the DOJ. So it's incomprehensible that Mueller was chosen because in the end, if there is a case against uh, the president for obstruction of justice, who is Mueller gonna believe?
4: Yeah. So and that begs the question, why would why would Rod Rosenstein get, get his job, uh, uh, evaluate that James Comey needs to be fired? And a very well thought out letter, I might say. And then within weeks after that, uh, calls for a special counsel, uh, Bob Mueller. I, I, I just don't I don't understand. It. What, what 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 could the rationale be there, number one? And then what do you make of Rod Rosenstein?
6: Well, I, I knew they had a personal relationship. So, you know, Rosenstein knew, you know, not only a personal relationship, but the statute calls you can't have a political relationship. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if I if I was an agent when I was an agent, I'm a retired agent, and someone gave me a, a case on my best friend or a former partner, I'm trying to think the emotions I would have. If he's suspected of criminal activity, I would think, wow, you know, I didn't think he could do it. The second thing I'm thinking boy, I'm I'm going to do everything I can. I might not think this, but you think more with your heart than your emotion. And then I would hope that some adult up the chain of command would say, we can't put you in that position, Legato, to investigate your your best friend because it's not fair to you and it's not fair to your best friend. But who's the adult in this situation? I mean, it's a classic conflict of interest.
4: Yeah, and I got to ask then, so what, what can Americans glean from that? about Rod Rosenstein. I mean, here's a guy who should have known about the relationship between Comey and Mueller and appointed Mueller anyway. What can we derive about, about the the assistant attorney general?
6: Well, I'll, I'll tell you what we could derive about justice in general. I mean, uh, the, 30, 40 years ago, uh, the Justice Department the attorney general was not a little bit political. The FBI was apolitical. When I worked cases, we didn't target ideologies. But under Mueller's directorship with the FBI, he merged the FBI and justice together. And I'll give you an example of that. Uh, 40 years ago, I would open a case, investigate it, uh, develop informants and conclude the case. And I'd bring it over to justice. Under Mueller's 10 years, we had to get permission to open certain cases, permission to open informants, permission to use investigative techniques. So, It answers your question. Not only is the Justice Department political and has been for a few years, but Comey made the FBI political. And and that's the the thing that I think that we agents, you know, retired or active duty, uh, have trouble swallowing. We were never a political uh, organization.
4: Well, let me be direct about this. Should uh, the president of the United States dismiss Rod Rosenstein?
6: Oh, he should dismiss Rosenstein. should dismiss... uh, Mueller. I mean, it's a classic conflict of interest and I'm keep waiting for the, the problem is Chris is the only two people that can get rid of Mueller is the attorney general and the president. Um, you know, Congress can't do it. So you would hope Mueller would say, you know, I, I can't do this because not only is, is Comey a witness, Comey is a potential subject when he released that, uh, that memo under mm-hmm. the uh, public records act. So, how are you going? And, and who are you going to believe? I mean, you have a best friend, I'm sure. Aren't you predisposed to believe your best friend?
4: Absolutely, absolutely, and that that could give us a window into what kind of mad Bob uh, man Bob Mueller is as well. John Legato, uh, our guest right now, folks, United States Marine Corps retired. The name of uh, uh, the book is "The Near Enemy: A John Booker Thriller." Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. Should Americans be concerned that Bob Mueller is staffing his investigation with? What well, appears on the, uh, at least on the outside, is ranked partisans. They're big Democrat supporters. They have questionable ethical standards. Should we, uh, should, aside from Mueller's ability to to serve legally, what about who he's staffing with?
6: Well, let me do it. I'm a retired FBI agent and former Marine as a Vietnam. But anyway, Mueller is staffing, he's stacking the deck. I mean, I can't believe he's doing it. And he's not being, you know, Very circumspect about it. And the only thing I can think of is that at some point he might recuse himself of a portion of the investigation having to do with Comey, but what he did by picking those. I haven't heard this put forth, but, you know, this is my my investigative mind. Okay, I will recuse myself from the Comey part of this, but I'll, you know, do the rest of it. So he stacked the deck that uh, these other people are going to believe Comey too. A lot of them had worked with Comey.
4: Uh, with leaked reports, uh, we can see this investigation is is already going beyond its mandate. I mean, we, w- the American people were told oh, we're going to have a special counsel to look into Russia's interference in our elections. But that is now we're getting leaks that uh, they're looking into financial dealings uh, with Jared Kushner. They're looking into uh, now obstruction of justice. This thing already appears to be running away.
6: Yeah, three months he said it would take, and three years is more like it. And i tell you what it's going to be it's going to be a perjury witch hunt for Trump's, um, you know, associates. Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. And uh, they're going to go after the financial part of it. You know, the whole collusion, when I hear that word and I, I listen to it, there's not such a uh, crime as collusion. But what collusion infers is that the President Trump and his son in law and the Attorney General and the you know, um, are Russian spies? That's the inference. They don't say that, but they use the word collusion, and and they want us to take from that. That's a, that's the only thing they could be saying, right? Is that yeah. they're Russian spies?
4: Yeah, well, no, that that is the inference. And it it is meant to, as we have said from the very beginning, this doesn't appear to be about getting to the bottom of what the Russians did to us and then making the Russians pay. As a matter of fact, I haven't heard one Democrat come out and say, you know what, once we get the full scope, we had better punish Russia. All they're interested in doing is is punishing Trump, uh, because, you know, one gets the sense that They want to leave a lot of these Democrats want to leave Russia harmless. And I I don't believe Russia's harmless. I believe Russia needs to be punished. Um, John Legato is our is our guest, folks. He is United States Marine Corps retired, and he's the author of this book, The Near Enemy, a John Booker thriller. Tell us about the book.
6: Well, that's uh, the book is, is sort of timely, too, because it's about lone wolf terrorists. And we have so many obstructions to investigating lone wolf terrorism. And I, I just read an article, and, and I, Alexandria has changed the, the whole thought process of what constitutes a lone wolf terrorist. But mm. in, this, in this book, I've taken fictional characters with actual lone wolf attacks, and I showed what could be done if we didn't have a restriction on surveilling mosques, if the watch list was a stop list. It goes into different lone wolf attacks and shows... If we only didn't have these restrictions, we could have prevented the Boston Marathon bombing, uh, the Manchester bombing in in England, in Manchester, and uh, and that's the problem we have. We we could mitigate lone wolf attacks by eighty percent if we would do seven things that's in the near enemy.
4: Hmm. Uh, I got something that's breaking right now, and maybe since I've got you here, John, I might as well get you to to comment on this. Uh, Otto beer. Has passed away. Now, for those of you who don't know, don't know the name, this is the young man, the young Virginia student who was detained by the communist North Koreans, sent back in a coma. They said he contracted botulism. He has now passed away. Uh, your thoughts, John?
6: Yeah, I, I think the doctors were disputing the botulism, and it was, know uh, I, I'm, I can't be sure of this. There wasn't botulism; it was torture. Uh, my thoughts on it: this, the biggest threat we have is not Russia. And not China. I mean, the immediate threat. Uh, I've been to Russia five times. They're, they're a superpower, but they're not. They couldn't go to a sustained or traditional war. This kid in, in South Korea is our immediate biggest threat. I don't have the answer to it. Uh, the only thing that that we can do is, you know, press China on on telling the kid to uh, to get in line. But uh, <laughs> my thought is that Otto was murdered.
4: I agree. I agree. The uh, the people of North Korea or the the government, I should say, of North Korea are culpable in the killing of an American citizen. And I hope it does not go unpunished. John Legato. What
6: do we do? do do? That's a good question. I'm sorry.
4: No, no, uh, no, no, no. no, no. You're absolutely right. What do we do? And I think that's important uh, for the Trump administration to 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 address. John Legato is his name, everybody. United States Marine Corps retired. The Near Enemy, a John Booker thriller is the name of the book. He is a former FBI special agent and author of that book. Uh, John, I appreciate your time and expertise here on The Salcedo Show, and we'll get you back on soon, sir.
6: You take care of yourself. Thank, Thank you. you, sir.
4: Appreciate it. More to come, folks. We're we'll wrap the show on The Blaze.
0: Broadcasting with Latin flair. This is The Chris Salcedo Show on The Blaze Radio Network.
3: This is breaking from Reuters.
4: A U.S. student, Otto Warmbier, who was imprisoned in North Korea for 17 months before being returned home in a coma less than two weeks ago, has died in a Cincinnati hospital, his family said in a statement on Monday. Unfortunately, the awful, torturous mistreatment of our son received at the hands of North Koreans ensured that no other outcome was possible beyond the sad one we experience today. The family said in a statement. Kim Jong-un ought to be made to pay a price. And a steep one. I have said, my predicate is this. For every one American we visited upon you a hundredfold. You take out one American, you better be prepared. Um, I pray the Trump administration will will take heed Uh, keep in mind folks if the previous administration had been in power we would have had no chance of making north korea pay as a matter of fact indeed it was the previous administration who allowed him to be held for so long and uh, didn't stand up to the north korean dictator and uh, he's now passed said I uh, prayers and thoughts with with their family. absolutely. Uh, last thing before we leave, uh, one more thing I want to touch on about the Republicans. Judge Janine just let loose on the GOP. Now she is of course, talking about what's going on with the investigations, and maybe with legislation too, but she just went to town on the GOP.
5: There's something that's not being talked about. And right now, it is the biggest danger to our country. A subtle plot by the GOP to help bring down the president of the United States and bring the establishment back into power. The belief, if done quickly enough, they'll still be in power and there'll be sufficient time to recover, to promote their favorite son as candidate for president in 2020. And the Democrats, whether you like them or not, are doing their job. They're fighting, they're resisting, and they're all on one page. Curious. Other than Newt Gingrich, few, if any, Republican politicians vociferously supporting their president.
4: That is kind of curious. And it's not just an irrational support. Uh, nobody's talking to them to go die, asking them to, to to go die on the sword for something that Donald Trump has done that they can't support. Uh, what Judge Janine is talking about, just support the guy using the rule of law. Didn't take the your liberty loving Latino or New Gingrich much to say, Bob Mueller's not legitimate. Bob Mueller has a conflict of interest and he's appointing people with tons of conflicts of interest. Where's the crime? What does it, why why can't you Republicans ask the question, where's the crime? Since when do we get to start investigating in this country because one political party loses an election and needs a scapegoat? Show me evidence of a crime. There is none. Even David Brooks of the New York Times is starting to wonder out loud. Gee, there's no underlying crime here. I'm a little concerned about that. Remember, everybody, a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government, but rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Have a great Monday, folks. Back here tomorrow, Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern, the Blaze Radio Network. We'll see you then.
0: You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on The Blaze Radio Network.
5: Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today.
0: To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951.